Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes, please, and more. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however, it's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert, sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF, who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human, erotic, and sexual experience, and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I am a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman, and in my work I specialize in female sexuality, and I work with women with pussies, and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex, and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me, expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you, and even though I'm an expert on this topic, I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion, not a must, so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay, hi and welcome again. I'm delighted that you're here, and now let's dive into today's topic. Okay, welcome back to Yes Please, your favorite podcast, obviously, on sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. It's my favorite podcast. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, But welcome back. I'm glad that you're here. And uh, today we're going to talk about why and how to harness your erotic power. So some things I'll cover is why pleasure and eroticism are superpowers, the importance of having and cultivating an erotic identity, some main blockages that you can experience to feeling sexual and erotic, and some simple steps that you can take to shift this and feel amazing. So let's dive into it. Why are pleasure and eroticism your superpowers? Well, because individually, but especially when they are combined, they increase your feeling of vitality, joy, feeling lively. There is um, zest, like oomph in your life. It's it's like comparing black and white TV to the, the flat screen, massive LCD, OLED, whatever the fancy ones are these days with the colors that just feels like you're, you know, true colors and, and all of that. So That's kind of the difference between a life without pleasure and eroticism, a tiny, old, clunky uh, black and white TV compared to modern TVs, flat screen TVs with colors that just pop. And so that brings you with this like superpower quality where you don't have to necessarily change anything in how you um, live your life. You can still have the same job and the same partner and, you know, 
there's nothing that necessarily needs to change or will change, but it's how you experience it. It's how you communicate, how it feels inside your body, how you feel like, oh, how you go to bed at night feeling like, hmm, I'm in a post-orgasmic <laughs> blissful state. And also because allowing pleasure and eroticism to flow freely inside of your body and your mind, psyche and system and life, it's the difference between like a free-flowing Amazon river, a big fucking river that is unhindered and that flows without any obstruction compared to a big river where there's a man-built dam and so the water doesn't flow, right? So there is stagnation and blockage and a reservoir of pent-up energy inside your system instead of that free flow. So allowing your pleasure and neuroticism to flow and to be expressed and to be experimented with and play with gives you that feeling of more energy and vitality and joy and all of that stuff because it, it becomes this free flow kind of energy of your system. Why is it important to have and cultivate an erotic identity? Well, because there are so many different parts and pieces to you. You have different identities, right? You have a kind of main identity, the feeling of I am this person, but you have your work-life self. You have your the self that you let out when you're with your friends and your best friends and you're out dancing or whatever. You have a kind of hobby identity. Um, there are different parts inside of you, different aspects of you that are expressed in different areas and with different people in your life. And your erotic identity is just the same. So you get to actually have and cultivate an erotic identity when you're single, when you're in a, in a relationship, when you're in a long-term relationship. And it gets to be this feeling of like you get to step into something. You get to enter that state where you feel yourself as this being, who she is, what she does, how she expresses herself, how she sounds, how she's maybe not politically correct in the bedroom, how she allows her partner to dom her in the bedroom, for example, because it gives her satisfaction and erotic thrill. And maybe you allow yourself to express kinks or fetishes, fetishes, I can't say that word in plural, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, or you explore your like tantric and sacred sexual identity. So there is not one format, obviously, because everyone's different and you'll have your unique sexual and erotic identity, but you actually get to have one. And if you don't have one, if you don't think of yourself as having an erotic identity, then good news, you just get to create one. Hello, beautiful. I am interrupting this episode because I have an important PSA to share with you. That is a pleasure service announcement. And there are two things that I want you to be aware of. Number one is I am hosting Pussy Power Slut Edition, a two-day free virtual slut reclamation workshop and celebration party for women with pussies who are excited to live a more expressive and powerful life and feel shameless in their sexuality and pleasure. Is that you? sign up. It's happening tomorrow if you're listening to this on the day this episode is released. So it's happening on September 28th and 29th. Don't miss it. It's amazing. If you listen to this afterwards, like two weeks after, you can always email into us and we might be able to share the recording with you. 
um, if you rub us the right way. <laughs> the other thing is Slut Academy is launching soon. Slut Academy is my new program. It is going to absolutely fucking rock your panties off, pun intended. <laughs> it is super powerful. It's all about identity, sexual identity, expression, sexual creativity. Who are you? Who are you as a sexual woman? What is your sexual identity? Where do you find your horniness? How do you harness that power? How do you feel so powerful, shameless, expressive, creative, and slutty as a woman? And being a slut is an absolute source of power. It's not about fucking around or being promiscuous. It's about owning your sexuality, loving sex, and having the fucking audacity to name and claim that and have sex on your terms as often as you like to, with whomever you want to fuck, and however you want to, yeah? Don't miss it. This time it is offered at a very special beta price, so the price will significantly increase the next time it runs. So don't miss that. Check it out. Pussy Power Slut Edition and Slut Academy, all links are down below in the show notes and send me an email or send me a DM on Instagram if you're curious to know more about them, if you have questions and I'm happy to support you. All right, big love. There are two parts to it. You can think of it as a, as a mindset practice. So you're crafting it in your mind. Who is she? What does she wear? How does she like to feel? What does she like? What does she dislike? What activates her turn on? What activates her breaks on her turn on? How does she like to X, Y, Z, etc, etc, etc. So then coming from the mind as a mindset practice, you can also come from it from an energetic practice. How does it feel inside? Like what's the energetic imprint of this? If you're attuned to your energy inside, if you've done energy work, then maybe this is something that you prefer. And of course you can combine the two. I love Esther Perel's work and she says, there's this quote from her, she says, don't think of eroticism as a hedonistic distraction from the state of the world. Eroticism is the life force that keeps us connected to our sense of humanity, hope and pleasure, especially when we are in pain. It confirms I exist, I am alive, I have a family, I have a name, someone knows me. I have a capacity to create, to entertain, to help, to connect with others. This too is the reality of our world. Mm. Don't you just love that? Rewind and listen to it again. <laughs> I agree with her 100%. Eroticism is not just a hedonistic distraction from the state of the world. It's a life force energy. And we know this, right? Sexual energy is life force energy. Eroticism is life force energy. It keeps you connected to your humanity, to all the aspects of your humanity, especially when you're in pain. And I know because uh, I know that to be true personally, because during the pandemic, it was hard for all of us, right? In different ways. I was quite isolated. I had a small baby at the time. I, um, yeah, I was very isolated and running a business at the same time. It was rough, right? What got me through all of that anxiousness and, and fear and stress and isolation, it was sex. I fucked my way through the pandemic and I made a commitment to it with my husband, even though we were like stacked on top of each other in an apartment with a one-year-old for a whole year, right? We just said, let's commit to having sex. It's the one thing that keeps us sane. It's our control, alt, delete. It's our medicine. It's where we can explode, kind of, and let go of excess, that energy, that pent-up frustration and energy and all of that stuff. It also 
is where we get to actually go to a different place and become other people other than our everyday, normal, worldly selves. So it felt like a relief. It felt like almost like an escape. And that too gets to be a reality of the world, even if it's sometimes make-believe or imagination. But imagination is real <laughs> to your internal experience. Your body doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. It just reacts to your thoughts and your thoughts and your thought processes activate your body and hormones and all of the things inside. So to your body, imagination is real. I also love what Esther Perel says, sex is a place you go to, it's not something you do. So you get to actually experience and have this mindset, this understanding that your bedroom, the sex you're having and the sexual encounter with a partner or partners can be an experience of going somewhere, becoming someone. It's not just about the physical experience, right? Um, it's more than just the sensations. It's the eroticism. Um, I talk about this in the episode with Julia Lally. I'll link to that below where we talk about the power of the eroticism as well and how we can channel it and all of that. So go revisit that amazing conversation with Julia if you haven't listened to it and revisit it if you want to be reminded of the things there. In my opinion, to be human and to be sexual is to be, right? It's a verb. It's an action. You, you are. You act. You love. Step by step, each action you take, each thought you think or not will define who you are and become as a sexual person, as an erotic person. And so maybe you've got the sexuality down and you're like, yep, yeah, I'm having sex. It feels good. But you're like, mm, I don't really know about my eroticism. Like it doesn't feel like that's so present or available to me. Well, then my love, there is really amazingness to explore there. You can think of it as this like fertile soil, like a blank canvas or whatever metaphor you want to use to create something that feels like it also encompasses your creativity and your imagination. And that experience of you actually stepping into a role and going into a play. I like to think of sex as theater for like intimate theater for adults. Sex is like play for adults where we get to feel into like, oh, do I want to be the kinky one today? Or do I want to be this one? And it's almost like, you know, when kids navigate and sort of um, when they negotiate play, uh, they're like, well, you can be the fireman and I'll be the police and she'll be the patient and I'll be the doctor and you'll be this. Like they pre-negotiate the terms and the roles. You can do that in sex as well. So like, you can say to your partner, hey, love, who do you want to be tonight? Wh which sex play should we play tonight? And then start thinking about that and anticipating it and creating scenarios in your head and using the power of your imagination, your power of your erotic imagination and start crafting that erotic space and through that build and then experiment with and express your erotic identity and you'll see that it completely shifts the experience and it allows for you to become someone else and have a different experience other than the one you're having today or other than the sort of ordinary sex that you're having which is great you don't have to do this all the time some main blockages to feeling feeling this, especially maybe for mothers, feeling sexual and erotic. So there are a few different ones. The first ones 
I would just say is like a reminder of what I've already talked about. You don't see your pleasure and eroticism as superpowers. You see it as something that feels lesser than or kind of avoidable or not important. And you're not actually seeing how powerful and useful these qualities in your life are for your overall health and well-being. And also, of course, the health and longevity of your relationship, the quality of your relationship, your intimate relationship. Uh, you're not currently not identifying as an erotic woman, erotic being. You don't have that erotic identity that you feel like yep it's available to me I can access it I press this internal button <laughs> and then she sort of comes out and I become her and I, I allow myself to embody her and act from this place so those are two big blockages another one is being very sort of over dominant in your yang energy which is another way to say too like too strongly dominated by masculine energy so I'm not particularly fond of like feminine and masculine energies. I don't do that stuff a lot, but I recently found out or was inspired to see that the motherhood role is actually not a very like feminine energy. Uh, it's very yang. It's very powerful. It's directive. It's strong. It has a lot of direction and force, project planning. You're maintaining and controlling a million different pieces. It's a very yang energy. You can also think of it as masculine energy. And to be open, receptive, uh, relaxed in a surrendered state, which you need to be actually to have the best sex. I'm sorry to say, but you can't like, you can't penetrate everything, right? You you can't be strong and forceful and direct and control everything. Your pussy and your sexuality need sometimes to be more receptive and soft and surrendered and open and very much most of all I believe the quality is like trusting and feeling safe so that you can let go of control and actually receive pleasure not just from your partner but there's a receptiveness in the body your body needs to receive the pleasure from yourself or from a partner regardless if they have a penis or a vagina or whatever but many mothers get stuck in this very like yang energy in this masculine energy go 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 plan project plan and yeah i mean some of it it's not your fault it could be due to external circumstances like there's literally no help, we don't have a village, your husband or your partner is too busy, doesn't care, the, the gender stereotypical roles are um, unequal and not fair, whatever. Modern day life is fucked, right? We're so busy and so overworked, um, we don't rest, all of the things. So you can get stuck in it. And that energy, that yang, that yang domination, that masculine energy domination in your system is actually a big blockage to you feeling sexual and erotic. You can think of that. <laughs> and, and of course, relationship issues like resenting your partner, um, things like that. And of course, also internal blockages to pleasure like social conditioning, religious conditioning and shame is also, of course, big blockages that many women experience. Now, what can you do to change this? I think listening to this podcast is a great place to start, right? Just by listening to this, because you're feeding your brain new thoughts, new ideas, uh, inspiration, sex positivity, all of the things that gives your brain signals and signs that, hey, this is important to us. This is something that needs to be prioritized. Obviously, from everything that you've listened to, if you notice that here I am overcompensating or this is where I'm too dominant or in, in relation to the main, the blockages I just expressed, 
See if there are any action steps that you need to take in order to shift that. If you notice that something is out of balance or just like not the way you'd like for it to be, maybe you need to have conversations with your partner around these things. And yes, a podcast episode is coming up on how to talk to your partner about sex. So I've planned it. It's coming. (laughs) I don't know exactly when. But if I were to break it down, I would say number one, journal on why pleasure is important to you, who you'd like to be as a sexual and erotic woman, why being sexual and erotic are important to you and how it will change your life. What will it lead to? So journaling is really powerful. So journal on those prompts. And then I would recommend that you start inviting sensuality into your life. Sensual showers, sensual eating. I have episodes on that. Everyday sensuality. Bring that in. And then start thinking about uh, and taking action to explore your eroticism. What does that mean? What really turns me on? Read porn watch um, porn, listen to audio erotica, start getting information or inspiration on how to think about sex as uh, not just a physical act with a uh, very specific goal of orgasm, but start thinking about and taking action to shift that experience into like an erotic like 5D experience kind of where there's flirting there is anticipation, there's a scene, there's a kind of script with roles and and playfulness and experimentation. And then, of course, doing it, experimenting uh, <laughs> in the flesh and then um, uh, evaluating that. How was that? Was that fun? Boring? Uh, upsetting? <laughs> and remember that all sex doesn't have to be great. Well, sex doesn't have to be great in order to be good. So a bad sexual experience where you're, you know, not getting there, you're misinterpreting each other, it feels clunky and like, ugh, it feels weird or awkward, can be a really good experience because it's actually an experience where you experiment or you're learning something new or you're trying something for the first time. So those are my tips on how to shift this and feel really amazing. And then... When this is sort of more present in your life, or if this is already present in your life, I would invite you to feel into sensations in your body throughout everyday life when you feel like, ooh, there was a little erotic sort of sensation or a tiny firework inside my pussy or a ping inside my pussy or a flutter in my chest or, ooh, he looks really sexy or, ooh, I'd like to fuck her or, wow, look at her ass or, mm, look at his ass or, oh, look at their expression or their energy. So really start taking in the beauty of people and and trees and, you know, maybe you're, you're more of an <laughs> like eco erotic person you're turned on by trees and nature and water and streams and stones and rocks if you're that kind of person take in the beauty and the sexiness and all of that inspiration that is present all throughout life everywhere every day and let it sort of move through your system so the pleasure that you experience in the bedroom and you feel that post-orgasmic bliss afterwards or just a lot of pleasure let that let there be a sort of ever presence of that inside your body like you can kind of access it and you feel like there's a cellular memory of that buzz just like you have a memory of 
you know, you can ride a bike immediately. Like there's, you can access a cellular memory of buzz, like that electricity of pleasure that you feel when you're having sex. So start tuning into that goodness inside your body. Start tuning into the uh, erotic buzz inside your pussy and desires and take in the beauty in everyday life and let it feed you. Harness your erotic power. Cultivate it and harness it. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.